friend, you're listening to Hope Shines In. I'm your host, Jennifer McFadden. This is a safe space where we chat about journeys through mental health and motherhood. Unclench your jaw, relax those shoulders, take a deep breath, and let's begin. Remember, during the darkness, hold on and let the hope shine in. Hey, I'm back, and I am super excited that I am here again. It's been a hot minute since I've posted a podcast, just been going through life and all sorts of things, and it's so important, and I always preach to take a rest and take care of your mental health, so that's what I was doing but I am so excited to be back, and tonight I am interviewing my hubby. Hey. So I am going to chat with him about what it's like being a spouse to someone who goes through mental health. When I first met Thomas, I had to explain to him kind of what, you know, mental health was and anxiety and depression because he is very lucky and doesn't deal with those sorts of things. So, like, coming on here, I'm about ready to just, like, poop my pants. <laughs> um, and was so, so anxious. And he's like, yeah, it's cool. It's, it's totally good. No, no nerves at all. So I'm going to pass the mic to Thomas, and he's going to introduce himself a little bit. We met how long ago? When did, how long have we been, uh? Um, 2014. So however many. So that's like eight, nine years. Yeah. So now I am 29 years old and a nurse or a nurse. A nurse. (laughs) An amazing pediatric nurse. Pediatric ER nurse. Mm-hmm. So yes, Thomas is an incredible pediatric nurse. He doesn't give himself enough credit. Pediatric ER nurse. And he's got the perfect personality for that and the perfect, you know, calm. Like if I were in the ER and people come in and trauma, I would be crying in the corner being like, oh my gosh, what do I do? Because I freeze under pressure. Whereas he can, you know, just think and stay calm and collected and do what he needs to do. So he's got the perfect ER personality. I just wanted to kind of ask him some questions and this is great for not only if you are a spouse to somebody with mental health but even just like a loved one or a friend how can you best support somebody that you know who goes through mental health I think the biggest thing is for the person who deals with mental health if you're listening just knowing that the other person can't read your mind and you have to talk to them and express to them what you need and how to support you. My first question for Thomas is, besides stress and struggles, have you ever dealt with anything like anxiety, depression, panic attacks, OCD? Not really. Um, Of course, 
I'll get nervous sometimes about new things or um, if I'm not sure how it's going to go, but um, I feel like that is with everybody. But besides that, no. Must be nice. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but everybody, yes, definitely everybody struggles with, you know, stress of life and definitely feeling some nerves of things that are new. But so your nerves whenever whenever you're doing something new, is it like really debilitating or can you kind of what do those nerves feel like? I mean, it doesn't stop me from doing anything. It's just, it's not even like me thinking about what could go wrong or what's going to happen. It's more just, I don't know how to describe it. It's just like a feeling. Like, but like butterflies in your yeah, stomach? Yeah, that's pretty much all it is. That's so interesting. Yeah, I wonder like what that feels like. Because for me, it's like all these thoughts racing in my head of, you know, what's going to happen, what could happen, what ifs, um, thinking of all these different things, like if I'm going somewhere new, like, where do I park? Where do I go in? All these different things. So yeah, definitely different from like anxiety to, you know, just nerves. Somebody asked on Instagram, what is it like to live a dream life with no anxiety? <laughs> <laughs> do you have anything to say? Uh, I don't know how to answer that because that's how I've always been. So I don't know what it's like to live a different way. I just wish sometimes that I could just like pop into his brain and see, you know, what it's like to not have the constant worries and thoughts racing. Like I try to explain what my mind is like on anxiety and it's just really hard to explain. It's just so different. So one day... One day, you need to invent something where I can just see into your brain. <laughs> so we met in 2014, and we, well, actually, no. Technically, we met in 2009 when we both worked at Sweet Bay, but he had a crush on me for five or six years, but I was, um, you know, dating all the wrong guys and didn't see the most amazing man in front of me and so he had a crush on me and then finally in 2014 my eyes opened and I was like look at this amazing man in front of me and we started dating then. Do you have anything to add on that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> well, when we first started dating in 2014 I started to slowly tell him about my mental health struggles and this was before I went to therapy or anything and I just knew it was a huge part of me that I wanted to share with him and he made it so easy because he was so easy to talk to. I wanted to talk, tell him about the anxiety and the you know waves of depression and all of that because I felt he deserved to know. So before you met me and heard about my mental health what did you what did you think or know about mental health? I didn't really know a whole lot and didn't really think about it too much because as far as I know, all the people that I hung out with, my friends, like no one really dealt with um, mental health issues. So it was just kind of 
I mean, like knew about it, but didn't have to really um, deal with it or think about it. Makes sense. So you kind of like, you've heard about it, obviously, like depression, anxiety, but you never personally knew anybody that you knew of going through it. So when we first started dating, what did you think when I told you that I dealt with anxiety and depression? Because in my mind, I'm thinking as I'm telling you this, like, he's going to think I'm crazy. He's, you know, going to think this is like way too much and want to leave. But I want to hear your point of view. What did you think when I told you? It's going pretty far back. I I don't think it changed my view or opinion on you. I mean... I would say, you know, 95% of days are good days. So the 5% of bad days that you have, um, I'm just there to help support you and get you through the day so that we can get back to the good days. You're so cute. Um, well, that's, that's so cool to know because I just remember in that moment, I actually remember like where we are, where we were (laughs) Um, when I told you that I dealt with anxiety and depression. We were, I think, sitting on a bench by like Crystal Beach watching the sunset or something. With that old lady? No, no, that was a different time. (laughs) That was a different place. But uh, yeah, I just remember thinking like, oh my gosh, he's going to think I'm absolutely crazy. And just to try to have to just trying to explain anxiety and depression is so hard because one, you don't know how people are going to respond and you don't know if they're going to be like, well, just snap out of it. Like just, just be happy or think that you're crazy, you know, especially cause it's something that they can't tangibly see. It's just, you know, in my head and in my body. Thank you for being so supportive. So I guess this kind of ties into it, but as we got, you know, closer and closer, you know, dating, I started opening up more about like things that I've been through and, you know, my past and traumas. So I was curious, did you judge me for my mental health struggles or my trauma? No, I don't think I really judge anybody for um, their past or what they're going through. Yeah, I personally have never felt judged or anything by you, so thank you so much. I'm going to try not to cry doing this, but, um, so yeah, so I hope the person that, you know, whether if you are going through mental health or you're listening and you know somebody going through mental health, just try not to judge because everybody, everybody has, you know, things that they've been through and it doesn't help by judging them. Do you take it personally when I'm going through depression? For example, you know it's not that you don't make me happy. So that's something that, you know, always has made me nervous is like I want Thomas to know that when I'm depressed, it's not because, you know, he's not making me happy. It's more so just, you know, things in my brain, whether chemical or traumas or things that I need to work through. Do you ever take it personally? Um, you always remind me that it's not me that caused it or me that did something that's um, causing you to feel that way. So I don't usually take it personally. 
That's good. I'm glad because I never want you to. If you're listening and you have a loved one going through, you know, mental health, whatever that may be, try not to take it personally because chances are it's not about you or anything that you did or, you know, you're not making them happy. It's just that there is something that they are working through, you know, something that may be like a chemical or hormone imbalance in in their body, whatever it may be, it's usually it's not something that you did. It's just them working through mental health in their own body. Just being there and supporting them is such a big impact. How did you learn to best help me when I'm going through anxiety, depression, or a panic attack? in the beginning I would just always ask how I can help which I still do today over the years I have learned different ways or know in the back of my head what can help even though sometimes I still feel like I am lost or don't know how to help that must be very hard on your end because I only know my end but it must be so hard from your point of view and I do tell you how to best support me, but do you ever feel, like, helpless at times? Yeah, I think um, sometimes I feel like there really isn't anything I can do or to make it better or help. Can I ask how that makes you feel? I guess it could make me feel sad at times if I can't help you to see you in the way you are and just don't know what to do. That's understandable. That would be hard because there's only so much that you can do and the rest is up to me for me to, you know, fight through it and work through things. Thank you for everything. So my biggest piece of advice is if you are helping somebody work through mental health or have a loved one dealing with mental health, the biggest piece of advice is like we can't read each other's minds. So the person that is dealing with mental health needs to speak up and say how you can best support them. And that's best to do when you're not going through it. A time when, you know, you aren't at a high extreme of anxiety or depression or OCD or a panic attack. You can sit down and explain to them like, hey, during this time, during a panic attack, this is how what you can do to best support me. I think that's what I did with you, right? Especially during a panic attack. I'm like, these are the best things that you can do to support me or on days that I'm depressed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, I think that's what happened. I just want to give some tips about different ways that you can help support a loved one dealing with mental health. These are just some of the best ways I could think of. The first one is don't push or force them to talk about it if they aren't comfortable yet, but let them know that you're there for them, letting them know that they aren't crazy or that this is all their fault. Tell them that you are here and love them. Just tell them that you are here to support them. That's the biggest thing. It's just them knowing that you are there and that you don't think that they're just blowing this all of proportion or making a big deal out of something or think that they're crazy or etc just being there for them which I think that you're really really good at just being here the next one is don't use words like just calm down just get over it you're crazy what do you mean you don't know what you're anxious or depressed about I want to know 
is that really challenging whenever you ask me what what's making you anxious or what's making you depressed and I have no idea sometimes yeah because I feel like if I knew I would be able to help better but like you said a lot of times you don't know yeah that makes sense then you feel like you could probably better help me work through it if I knew but it that's the crazy thing about anxiety and depression is sometimes you just have those feelings come out of nowhere. Like you could be having a great day and then all of a sudden just a wave of anxiety just hits you out of nowhere. You don't even know like what exactly, like sometimes it's really hard to pinpoint, you know, what triggered your anxiety or your depression. I'm sure that's very frustrating for not only myself going through it, but also for you trying to help support me through that because we can't like talk about it because I don't know what to talk about. <laughs> Getting back to that, don't use words like I hate if people are like, just just relax, just calm down, just be positive. We all have different phrases that don't help us. And the best thing that you can do is ask them or tell the person that's helping support you words that help you and words that you don't like to hear that don't help. For I had Carter and Cooper, I wrote down a list of words to not say to me when I'm in labor. Like, don't tell me to just relax, because that makes me not relax. Do you remember that? I don't. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for being honest, though. But I did. I wrote down a list of phrases that I didn't want you to say to me in the labor room, which you didn't. So, good job. They can't see a smile <laughs> <laughs> oh I love you some examples of things that may help is I personally like to be reminded take deep breaths I'm here for you let's use your tools so sometimes Thomas when I am in the middle of an anxiety or um, a panic attack Thomas will remind me use the tools that you learned because in those moments I forget and I'm just like in this hyper state of anxiety and I know the tools that I have but I forget to use them do you remember ever doing that yeah I think you've learned a lot of tools through therapy so I try to remind you to use what you've learned thank you for that I appreciate it because sometimes in those moments you just you forget and then to be reminded it's like oh yeah I have tools Let's go get one. The next tip that I have is try to learn about what they may be struggling with. If they are dealing with anxiety or depression or bipolar or OCD or, you know, panic attacks, whatever mental health they may be going through, try to learn about it and know more about it so then you know more about what is going on in their body, just like you deal with diabetes. So I have tried to learn as much as I can about diabetes. The same is for you, like you learned about anxiety and depression and things like that by just learning and talking with me. So that has been super helpful. The next one is, the next tip I have is learn their love language and try your best to show it in that way. For example, mine is words of affirmation. So when I first started therapy in 2018, I remember us in our apartment, we wrote on sticky notes 
all these affirmations and we put them around the house. I think that was actually your idea, was it? I think so. Yeah, so we wrote on sticky notes a whole bunch of positive affirmations and put them all around the apartment, by the bed, by the door, just saying things that would help remind me that I'm good enough, I'm a good wife, I'm smart, I am needed, and put them everywhere. And seeing affirmations also in his handwriting made it even more special. You could do this with a loved one or say you have a child who goes through mental health, putting a note in their lunchbox or their backpack, just reminding them that you are there. It doesn't have to be anything long, just to remind them that you are there and you support. Try to figure out their love language or the ways that you can best show them support and love. So somebody's maybe quality time. So then making sure that you spend quality time with this person can really be super helpful. My next piece of advice for helping somebody who is dealing with mental health is providing compassion. Just listen. You don't always have to have advice just listening, support, and be their safe space for them to go to whenever they're going through mental health. It's really great is just being there and listening. And I think that you do a great job at that of just listening and just being there. And my last tip that I have for right now, I'm sure I can think of many more, go to therapy with them. So if they are in therapy, make it a point to try and go with them. So Thomas has been amazing and has gone to therapy with me a few times and this has been great space for him to learn different ways to help support me and just learn about anxiety and depression. What was it like going to therapy with me? This was a long time ago, so it's kind of hard to remember, but I feel like it was good. I feel like having someone to kind of guide the conversation um, made it easier for both of us to talk about um, different things. I agree. I agree. It definitely was like a safe space, and she knew how to best describe and explain and create conversation. So definitely recommend therapy. See, right now, like, I'm getting in my head thinking that I sound stupid and that, um, so it causes my brain to shut down. But that's real. So the next thing I wanted to say was if you are supporting somebody going through mental health, don't forget to take care of yourself too. You can only do so much as long as you are providing support and love and trying your best to be there for that person and not being too pushy and just learning and asking them how to best help support you, that is good enough. And you also have to take care of yourself and there's only so much that you can do and it's on the person who's going through mental health for them to finally ask for help, get help work through things that they're working through and heal. You can't force somebody to do that, unfortunately. That is on their time. So just being there as much as you can, but also holding boundaries is super important. So Thomas, would you add any other tips from your point of view? Is there any other ways you help support me or help me through? I think I just take it as it comes 
reflect time and just kind of think about what would be best that would help you or support you. So I don't really have like any tips to add. It's just kind of to assess the situation and go from there. I would love to hear if you guys have any other tips or ways that you like to be supported. Always follow me on Instagram and I just would love to hear from you guys. Or you can comment, I believe, like if this is Spotify, I believe you can like leave a comment on the podcast. Just love chatting and hearing different ways and maybe ways that you help support a loved one or that you would love a loved one to support you love conversations about that so lastly thomas if you could say one thing to someone who is supporting a loved one dealing with mental health what would it be when the times get tough just know that it will get better and do whatever you can do to help support them or get them the help they need whatever it takes but just know that It will get better, however bad it is. I love that. So just being there for them is the best thing that you can do. I do have one more question. So in 2018, I went through a really, really tough time and was almost Baker-acted and just had trigger warning, but a lot of suicidal thoughts. I've always wondered how, how did that make you feel going through that? I guess... I was um, scared for you. I remember when you and your therapist called me and we were um, just talking over the phone about what um, we needed to do or how to go about the situation. So it was a lot at the time, but did get through it. So it was probably pretty scary for you? Yeah. I'm sorry. That has to be really hard for sure. Um what you went through. I mean, clearly I didn't do it on purpose. I was just in a really bad mental health space. And I'm just so thankful for the support that I had because that's what helped got me through. And I remember I was able to go home that day because you were home and you are a safe space and we were walking around the dog park and just trying to help get me fresh air and clear my head it's hard thinking that like I put you through that because it's not only you know scary for me but I'm sure very scary for you well I'm always here for you to support you thank you so much that is my interview with Thomas just so incredibly thankful for the support so if you are supporting a loved one please just just be there for them and just listen and ask how they can best help support you if you are the one going through mental health please let somebody in let them be your safe space and tell them how they can best support you they can't read your mind that's the biggest thing I've had to learn is like Thomas cannot read my brain he can't know exactly what I need him to do to help me through a panic attack or anxious times or depressed times there's been times that I've been depressed and he could tell that I haven't been outside all day and he literally would drag me outside do you remember that Mm -hmm. I've had to tell him like during these times like this is what you can do. So they can't read your mind. So please, please let somebody in and let them know. Reach out for help. It's okay to not be okay. And it's okay 
to reach out for help to a loved one, to a friend, to a therapist, to a doctor. You're needed here. You're loved. And we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye-bye, y'all. Okay.